0: Welcome to the Graceful Hustle Podcast, where God's grace plus your hustle equals success. I'm your host, Monique Carkham-Edwards, the executive strategist, giving you the practical tools and the spiritual fuel you need to reach the C-suite with your soul right. I am super excited that you're listening in and supporting this podcast I'm striving by God's grace to create a space where you as a professional person of faith can get what you need to amplify your impact in the spaces you occupy. And since I know your time is valuable, I'm going to give you what I got in 30 minutes or less. I want this content to be digestible, for you on your drive in to work your train ride in your bus ride your ferry ride into work i don't know maybe some of y'all are taking a helicopter into the office but whether you're going by plane train bus or feet i want you to be able to get it in during your morning commute however you're getting there if you're working from home i want you to be able to take this in while you're making your morning coffee so i am Super excited to be bringing this to you and I pray that you guys are going to get a lot of value out of this and you're going to grow and learn from it. So let's get down to it. Welcome to episode number two. Who said it wouldn't last y'all? Look at God. We're on episode number two already. I'm apologizing for my voice up front. I'm a little under the weather, but as they say, the podcast must go on. So we're recording anyway. Let's get down to today's topic. Work long enough and it will eventually happen even to the best of us, whether it's from a boss, a client, a coworker, a fellow board member, or other colleague sooner or later you will encounter it. What are we talking about? We're talking about feedback, specifically negative feedback. Because you will eventually encounter some negative feedback. Why is this inevitable? Two reasons. Number one, because as wonderful as we all are, I'm wonderful, you're wonderful, everybody's wonderful. We're not perfect. We will make mistakes. We're going to make some bad calls, some poor decisions, and we may have some great ideas, but maybe the execution is less than stellar at times. So that's one reason why we're not perfect. Secondly, no matter how wonderful of a job you may be doing, there will be different and not always complimentary reactions to our performance or our work. As many people as they are, that's how many different opinions you can get about your work. And so no matter how good of a job we think we're doing or may have done, some people will have a negative reaction to our performance or to our work. But let's face it, no matter how much we tell our brains these rational reasons for why we may encounter negative feedback, negative feedback can still be very difficult to accept and process. So in light of this, how can we best handle the negative feedback that will inevitably come our way? First of all, I believe that forewarned is forearmed. We have two choices. Number one, you can stick your fingers in your ears and say, no, 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 I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Or you can prepare. And if you're listening to this podcast, I know you want to prepare. So let's get down to it. We're going to talk about some strategies that you can use to help manage and process negative feedback. Step number one, put your ego in check. Put your ego in check. Yes, I'm coming out swinging right out the gate. No one likes to be criticized. And when it inevitably comes, we can feel defensive and we can get defensive when we're getting negative feedback. And why is that? Typically it's because our egos have been bruised in some way it's happened to you. I know it's happened to me, but if we as believers are going to grow in both our pre- professional development and in our spiritual development, we have to put our egos aside. And prayerfully lean into that feedback experience to see how God might want to use it. It doesn't mean that the feedback is accurate. It just means that God may want to use that feedback for a purpose. And if you keep listening to the end, I'm going to share a testimony that from my life that shows how God can use it. Because fundamentally, it comes down to this. Do we believe Romans eight twenty eight or don't we? Romans eight twenty eight says that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord and who are called according to his purpose. So if we believe that all things work together for good, even that negative feedback that you just got in your last performance review, even that negative feedback that came back from the client survey, that is going to work together for your good. It'll work if you let it. And the only way we're going to let it is if we put our egos in check, I have an ego, you have an ego. We all on some level fundamentally have an ego and that ego can rise up and block us from really being able to get the most out of the feedback experience. Notice I said, lean into the feedback experience. I did not say take every piece of feedback as gospel and internalize it and act on it as truth. Some feedback will be on point. Other feedback will be off. But we should be leaning into the experience of receiving negative feedback as an opportunity to do two things. Number one, really evaluate why we were so offended by it. Typically, it's our egos to some extent. So we gotta ask, why am I so offended by this feedback? Why am I so bothered? Why am I so defensive by the feedback that I'm getting if you are getting bothered and offended? And then secondly, see it as an opportunity to develop a spirit of discernment. So we can pray and ask God, what is true here? What's right here? What's not true? What's not right? What do I need to adjust? What do I need to keep the same? There's an opportunity here for us to learn how to discern what God may be saying to us through the feedback that we get. So step number one, check your ego at the door. Checking our ego at the door will also help us to keep those insecurities that we all have at bay because our egos typically rise up as a shield to protect our insecurities. And if you put your ego to the side, you can have an honest conversation with yourself about why the feedback bothers you so much. And it will usually uncover some insecurities that you haven't dealt with. Trust me, I've been there. That's how I know. So that's step number one, put your ego in check. Second thing to do when receiving negative feedback or before you receive negative feedback is decide upfront that you will not take criticism personally. Decide up front that you will not take criticism personally. This is so hard, y'all. This is hard. Why? Because it's our work, our performance, our skills, our competencies being judged and evaluated. And I can hear some of you thinking, so how can I not take it personally, Mo? My boss, my leader, my manager, my client is talking about me. And that's as personal as it gets. While this is a very hard thing to do. Deciding up front that you won't take the criticism personally is a whole lot easier to do if you have already handled your business with step one by checking your ego. So instead of focusing on what they're saying to you about you, remind yourself that often the criticism may be aimed at something else other than you personally. Let me give you an example. Sometimes there are things that no matter who's in the role will be a problem. I worked in the technology space for years and there was always some tension between the sales folks and the implementation teams, no matter who had the roles. The implementation team always thought the salespeople overpromised promised and m- misled the customer and the sales folks always thought the implementation team was too conservative and not creative enough. So no matter who was in those roles, there was always tension. Sometimes it's not about you, sometimes it's the role and some of the realities of the role. Distancing yourself from criticism, not putting yourself front and center can help you think through what's really being said and what the criticism is really about. So decide up front that you're not going to take criticism personally. The next thing try to see your performance and yourself from your critics point of view. Step into their shoes. Look at things from their perspective. When you do this, you might just find that their criticisms have some merit and being able to acknowledge this is a huge step on the emotional intelligence ladder and is a big indicator of professional maturity. Or what may happen is when you try to see things from your critics perspective, you may find that their criticism is a symptom of some organizational problem or department issue or structural challenge that's in your company or in your organization. And that could present a huge opportunity to address some things that can have a broad positive impact throughout your department or your team or your group. And you never know, you might be able to take advantage of that and take on that project or initiative, and you might be able to turn it into one of those skill building opportunities that we talked about in episode one. If you haven't listened to that episode, stop working for your boss, go back and check it out. But again, sometimes the criticism or the negative feedback will uncover a bigger opportunity. Sometimes what you're dealing with is bigger than you. And if you take off the ego you decide up front that you're not going to take it personally and you try to see yourself and your performance from your critics point of view, you might uncover some real opportunity to make some lasting change in your organization and build your skills in the process. So try to see yourself and try to see the criticism from your critics perspective. The fourth thing, recognize that it's up to you what you do with the feedback. The CEO of own the room, a company for which I work as a consultant, Bill who says this feedback is a gift. Feedback is a gift. Meaning this, when I give you a gift, let's say I knitted you a sweater, you can open it. And in the moment when I give you the gift, you're going to say what? Thank you. Whether you like the gift, whether you don't like the gift, you're going to say, thank you. Somebody's giving you something. You're going to say, thank you. You're going to take that sweater that I knitted you home and it may be God awful, the ugliest thing you've ever seen. It probably will because I don't know thing one about knitting y'all and it's up to you whether you des- to decide whether you're going to wear it or whether you're going to put it on a shelf, whether you're going to stuff it in your Goodwill bag, it's up to you. Feedback is a gift. And it's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. If you begin to change your perspective of feedback, not as something that's being shoved on you or put upon you, but as a gift, it empowers you to step back and prayerfully consider what to do with it. Once you've taken the emotion and the ego out of the equation. So change your perspective, make that shift and recognize that it's up to you what to do with the feedback. The fifth thing that'll help you with dealing with negative feedback is this. Clarify what was actually said. Clarify what was actually said. Feedback, especially the negative kind, is very delicate stuff. And even the most self-aware of us can become defensive and misinterpret what's being said to us. So always seek to clarify what you think was communicated. You can approach it this way. Let me repeat what you said to make sure I understand you and then repeat what you thought the feedback was. Another approach in addition to that is asking, what ideas do you have for how we might address this? Show that you're open to the feedback by clarifying what's been said, because sometimes we are mishearing what's really being communicated to us. Sometimes the person on the other end is just not a great communicator. So they may have communicated something initially out the gate that just doesn't land well and it doesn't make sense. It's incumbent upon you to clarify what's being communicated so that you can know what to do. And sometimes what's being communicated or what the person really wants to communicate to you is not as bad as you think it is. Once you step back from it and take the step to clarify what's actually being said. So say, let me repeat what I think I heard here to make sure I understand you. And then let's discuss some concrete examples of that or concrete ways in which I can address that, but get clarity. Get clarity. It's a great way to avoid misunderstandings and the unsettled feelings that can result from negative feedback that you are not hearing or processing accurately. Sixth thing that you can do to deal with negative feedback, and this is proactively decide up front how you will respond to negative feedback or criticism. Decide up front. Make it a rule of life for you on how you're going to respond to negative feedback or criticism. Come up with ways in advance to respond and you may have to jot them down for reference and review them before you go in for your annual review or review them before you click the link and see the results from your 360 or review that list of how you're going to respond before you open up the link with the customer or the client survey results. Come up with ways to respond It can be very difficult to know what to say in the moment, depending on the specific piece of feedback or on the person giving it. So a non-specific response will ensure that you have something ready. Key to this is take a beat. Sometimes we're so fast and we're so ready to fire back and clap back when what we really need to do is take a beat. And taking a beat Looks like this, when you decide up front how you're going to respond to negative feedback or criticism, taking a beat looks like this, thank you for sharing your point of view. Let me think about what was said and I'll get back to you. Or something like this, I've heard you, let me take a couple of days to process this and respond to your concerns. Take a beat. You don't have to engage, you don't have to counterpoint and counterpoint in the conversation. You can take a minute and demonstrate the emotional maturity of being able to let the moment pass, take time to process, receive the feedback as a gift, but you only can do that if you've decided up front, number one, you're not going to take it negatively. And number two, you've decided up front already how you're going to respond in the moment. So those are six things to dealing with negative feedback six things. Number one, check your ego. Number two, decide upfront that you won't take it personally. Number three, try to see yourself in the performance of whatever duties they are criticizing or evaluating. Try to see that from your critic's perspective. Number four, recognize it's up to you what to do with the feedback. You don't have to take it down hook, line, and sinker. Feedback is a gift. You decide how you want to use it and what you want to do with it. Step five, clarify what has been said in step six, decide up front how you're going to respond in the face of negative feedback or criticism as a rule, as a principle. Now let me give you a little bit of a testimony from my life. I spent many years in a company that had excellent performance review processes. I didn't realize it at the time, but those processes really taught me how to give as a leader and to receive as a leader constructive feedback. So my approach to receiving negative feedback was not to get defensive or argumentative, but to process it, extract from it, what actionable performance improvement steps I could take and implement those as part of my professional development. I learned not to take a lot of time ruminating over what I didn't like about what I heard. I learned to eat the meat and spit out the bones. I can't credit that to myself. I was in an environment where that was ingrained in us. Years later, fast forward, I would find myself working in a different organization for a boss who was a good person. He's a great person, but whose leadership style left a little bit to be desired in this way. In in working for that person for a few years, performing well, everything was going great. I was successful in a number of of hugely successful in a number of the launches and initiatives that I did the whole nine, I wasn't perfect, but I was doing a a doggone good job and, and I was making him look pretty good in the process. This was all by God's grace. But he, he struggled as a leader in, in, in a couple of ways. And I'll lay this out as I talk about what unfolded. So one day out of nowhere, Now I'm in the middle of doing my thing. And one day out of nowhere, he calls me into his office and randomly begins to give me some negative feedback regarding his view of a recent performance of mine, some work I had recently done. And it wasn't that he was giving me feedback that wasn't positive. That wasn't what was happening. The feedback wasn't positive, but the other dynamic that was happening in the room is that he was being condescending and pejorative. He wasn't just saying he didn't think I did a good job. No, he was going in, y'all. He was editorializing my behavior in a way that clearly showed some gender bias. It it, it was a lot happening in the room. and, And I was stunned. Not only because I felt personally attacked, but it also came out of nowhere. And frankly, I felt it was undeserved. We hadn't spoken about any issues previously. There had never been any complaints. And then all of a sudden I'm called into the office and he reams me. But I was also stunned because in 30 years of working in professional spaces, I had never been in a professional setting where feedback was delivered in that way. I just had never experienced that. And what I realized about that particular boss was that while they were a wonderful person, They were a great person as a leader. What they lacked was the ability to separate the performance or the behavior that he didn't like from the person exhibiting the behavior. So if he didn't like something you did or the way you performed, he didn't know how to separate that from the person. So when he called you in to give you feedback, you could leave feeling attacked and demeaned and whatnot. And so he and and he also didn't allow for differences in other people's styles. If you didn't do something the way he thought you should do it, then what you did was wrong in his eyes. So in that moment, standing in his office, I had two choices. I could get defensive and go toe to toe, or I could take a minute to step back and to process. And if, if, if I had not had years of experience and development in an organization that trained my brain to look at feedback a certain way, I would have gotten defensive y'all and it would have turned, butt ugly up in there. Okay. (laughs) But thanks to my former organization and the training that I got there and the grooming, I was able to say, okay, I wasn't aware that that's how things had played out. Let me think about what you said. So I was able to take a beat and to which he responded, well, you know, go talk to some other people and I'm sure they'll agree with me. And y'all, he was being so extra. I can laugh about it now, but at the time I was like, are you for real right now? But I put my bruised ego aside and I did just what he suggested. I spoke with two colleagues, one male, one female, both of whom pulled no punches. Sidebar, always keep people around you who will speak truth to you no matter what. So without telling them why I was asking, I simply asked for their honest feedback and about my recent work and they gave me overall positive feedback. And without telling them who said it, I shared with them some of the specific feedback that my boss had given me and they were flabbergasted. They didn't see at all what my boss saw, but more than feeling reassured that his perspective was not broadly held. There was also a golden nugget in what happened. And this is where I want you to focus. The, the one of the colleagues that I spoke with used to work for my boss and had since moved on to another position. And he had tons of experience in what I was doing. And so when I was sharing some of the criticisms that my boss had leveled against me and, and my performance, he said that the behaviors that my boss were complaining about, those were indicative of, of a skill that while we don't leverage it or we didn't leverage it in our department and in our current work, was actually hugely marketable in another arena. And he said, that's a real skill that can be leveraged into XYZ kind of role. So in other words, in talking to this colleague, this colleague said, yeah, he's criticizing you for doing ABC. And that may not be what he wants, but Mo, you could take that show on the road and go do something else with that where it would be hugely valuable in another type of role. Now this, colleague was seeing me maybe about 10 years, had a lot more experience than I had, knew the organization better and had a better handle on things. So when he said that to me, he said, yeah, because you're doing this naturally. He doesn't like it, but I know five other roles that could really leverage this. And I was like, really? He said, yeah, you know, some people have to work at this for years to develop it, but you just have a genuine knack for it. Now me, because I didn't have his organizational perspective, I didn't have his years of experience, I didn't realize how marketable that particular skill was. So he said, yeah, and you know what, on the side, I actually coach and train people to develop these same skills that just come to you naturally. And that's when a light bulb went off in my head. Ding, 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 ding. I guess that's not a light bulb, that's a bell. But it went off. I had a gift for something, ding, 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 that I didn't even realize I had. Ding, 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 ding. And I didn't realize the magnitude or the value of it. So I just filed that away. I just filed it away. And when I decided to look at my career broadly and where I want to go in the next 10 years, I pulled that out. And today I actually am leveraging that very skill that I was criticized for because I was able to take the feedback and hear what was said and use it in a much different way. So I didn't have to get defensive. I didn't have to get angry. I didn't have to get down on myself. I just had to lean into that feedback experience. And by doing what my boss said, yeah, go talk to some people and see what they think. I came across something that today I'm actually leveraging to build a completely different career from what I spent years doing. And I'm actually being able to leverage it in a way that's fun and feels authentic to me and is lucrative. So why do I share that with you? I shared this story to say this, it was negative feedback, no doubt. And it was negative feedback that in my opinion was poorly delivered, no doubt. But the feedback still had value because I was able to distill from it, while I might not, while you might not care for that particular thing, or this particular trait might not be great here, I could actually take this and do something else with it. Feedback is a gift. It's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. Not all negative feedback is fatal. Not all negative feedback is final. You can learn how to process negative feedback. And even if you don't go off and get another career or don't leave your company, there's still a lot of learning and goodness and growth that's happening in the feedback. That's where a lot of your growth, your development and your breakthroughs come in negative feedback. So I hope this has been helpful. I hope you've gotten something out of this. I hope you are encouraged as to see God moving in your professional life. Romans eight twenty eight all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and those who are called according to his purpose. My friend, if you are called according to God's purpose and you're doing what it is that God has called you to do, all of this negative feedback, positive feedback is all going to work for good if you let it. This has been the Grateful Hustle Podcast, episode number two, how to handle negative feedback. I pray that this has been helpful to you. Tell your friends, tell your colleagues to check me out on Buzzsprout on iTunes. Check me out on Facebook and Instagram at Speak Monique. Check me out on LinkedIn at Monique Hawkeye Edwards Esquire. And until next time, I'll see you at the top. Take care y'all.